I mean, I wasn't born unlike you, Shane. You know, so I mean, it wouldn't have affected me anyway. But so, yeah. listeners, just so you know, both Shane of you, is 140 years I'm, old. Yeah, I'm I, I'm a I'm a wizard at this point. So you know, whatever. I know it just absolutely blows my mind. He's the Highland. The there can only be one Highlander. Shane. <laughs> I don't even have a fucking sword. Oh, you want a sword? I'll get you a sword. I'm sure you will, big boy. I was sitting uh, on my lap. We'll talk about the first thing that pops up. Actually, gonna introduce myself as Connor McLeod from the Clan McLeod today. <laughs> story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't uh, know planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. Oh, you guys say that so more sexier than I do. I'm just saying. I got to keep the sex appeal up, man. <laughs> this new haircut, I'm just trying to keep it going. That's right. I was so impressed when I came over on Sunday. I was like, wow, look at you. You yeah. clean up good for a white guy. I really do. Yeah. yeah. There's that. Yeah, since this is a visual medium. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a haircut, everybody, for the first time in years. John no longer has a mullet. Yeah, we could post it maybe on the website if anybody gives a shit i mean i know long, i no longer look like the homeless man of salt lake city well you weren't that bad just saying <laughs> the fry man of the fly man of randlett is dead <laughs> the fly man of randlett is dead officially that is 100 percent. that's true. fucking funny anyway um <laughs> yeah it, it struck me a little bit aback but yeah that's okay um so here we are yet again uh hopefully you liked our last episode on harp which was kind of fun to do. And you actually, Josh, you had a, what, a college roommate or somebody? Yeah, uh, my homie, Josh, uh, I won't say his last name to, I don't know, protect his Anonymity stuff. is nice. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a good friend. We were roommates in college. Um, he just randomly emailed us and said uh, that he's attending the University of Alaska Fairbanks right now. And that Harp does offer tours, and he was like, "Do you want me to go in and get dig up some dirt?" And I think is like, what he said, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please do that. So, Josh, if you're listening, please do that, unless it costs you a lot of money or they like threaten your safety or something. Well, no, just the money. I'm I'm fine with the safety. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I think yeah. it'll be good. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Always cool for people to reach out. Uh, we had a couple other uh, listeners reach out on different topics and things like that. We actually were halfway diligent, I think, yesterday on Sunday to go, hey, let's think a few episodes out. Yeah, so we, we got some topics kind of lined up, but um, it doesn't disclude the fact that if you guys want to write something into here, by all means, we will try to cover it. So... Um, again, strangejungles at gmail.com. You can call us at 801-252-69-45. Mm -hmm. And you can check out our website too. So we'll go from there. So everything works out well. Um, one of the reasons we did a harp, and bear with us because I think 
this is enough of the conspiracy government bullshit for a while. We're going to go back into yeah. some of the weird stuff. But we kind of wanted to tie Harp in with something else, which um, is DARPA. Yeah. And I'm actually going to get a little bit conspiratorial. I know on the last Harp episode, I know on the last episode with Harp, I was like, you know, this exists. This is what this does. Yeah, it's, 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 nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. crazy. You're all looking into it way too much. But with this, there is at least one project that they do that I'm like, yeah, there's there's some stuff. There's quite a few there's fucking projects things. that they do there's that I'm things. like, okay, I'm trying guys. to think of it critically. And the the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah. Well, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But uh. Yeah, definitely. I'm, but I'm putting yeah. in. All, I'm putting my conspiracy hat on. <laughs> you putting your tinfoil cap tin on? Foil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It well, is and I'll tell you honestly, you know, and and again, we're going to get into it. But for those of you who have never heard of DARPA, or maybe you have it. Man, even their website, like they're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of just archived mm-hmm. research that they've done. That's archived. I was pretty impressed with how. Uh, open it was because when we first decided to do this i was like well i'm gonna go immediately to their own website right right right. and how much was actually on that website like yeah but at the same time i think some of it like especially some of the newer stuff is very i guess the nomenclature of what the actual project is can be confusing and it sounds a little off-putting if that makes sense well yeah Again, towards the end, we'll say, okay, here's the adventures, and this is what we did. But uh, anyway, you know, we're going to kind of tie Harp into this, and this is where we're at. But we actually have a quick little clip to kind of explain some of DARPA a little bit, what it stands for, and then some uh, idea of some of the experimenting they do. And then we're going to roll into some of the history, unless you guys have anything else on your side. I mean, let's roll that. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> let's try something anyway. It's like the dog is talking. <laughs> DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. It's an independent division of the Pentagon that works on far out science and technology projects. I think one of the more bizarre episodes was in the 1960s when the CIA discovered that the uh, Russians, or actually the Soviets at the time, were irradiating the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. And there was emerging literature at the time that microwaves could influence behavior, or perhaps be a, um, an implement of mind control. So DARPA started a top secret project at the behest of the White House called Project Pandora, which was experimenting on monkeys to see if microwaves could indeed be used as a weapon of mind control. But the scientists and the review board that was brought in to look at the work said, look, I mean, that, that it wasn't going to be a mind control weapon. And in fact, what was discovered is that the Soviets were irradiating the U.S. Embassy in Moscow not as a method of mind control, but but quite simply to activate listening devices that have been built into the walls, so conventional eavesdropping. Um, another really bizarre episode on the other side of the spectrum was in the 1970s, when the CIA at the time was um, sponsoring parapsychology experiments, um, particularly with the Israeli magician Yuri Geller, known for spoon bending and bending spoons with his mind. And DARPA was asked to look at the work that was being funded at a 
contractor on the West Coast out in California called the Stanford Research Institute to see if there was anything to this parapsychology work that the CIA was doing. And DARPA sent out one of its scientists, a program manager, to look at the work and to see if there was something there. Um, DARPA decided to stay out of the parapsychology work. So Did they, though? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Well, Did we talked really? a little bit about Yuri Geller during the remote viewing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it seems like his sloppy little hands are everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, at I least mean, back in the day. If anybody's interested in parapsychology or Uri Geller or what she was talking about with the U.S. Embassy that obviously was in Russia, built by Russians. Um, <laughs> what, by the way, who the fuck? <laughs> Thought about that. Oh, mm. we got an idea. We're gonna pitch something to you. I just, <laughs> I anyway. Uh, read, I mean, does read that mean Annie. you built all the embassies that are here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, exactly. But like, just read Annie Jacobson's book, Phenomena, and all of that is in there. And it's, it's, it's crazy. And that's that's why like it's almost like a real truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, especially when you talk about that. Well, and think, so when was the embassy, oh shit, I don't know. When was the embassy built, roughly? Um, I think in the 60s like, or something. Well, I was going to late 60s, shit. early 70s like type that, thing. Yeah. Which would have been right at, okay, so kind of the Cold Wars. Not really done, but it calmed down a little bit, but it didn't go away. I mean, it was. You know, there's was, still shit going on. It was definitely so rocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a minute. It just blows my mind it, completely. Anyway, so one of the reasons we decided to choose DARPA, and I'll be completely transparent with everybody, I always thought, so I get the background of why something like this would exist, but if you look at everything that they're involved in and all these projects, and and we'll cover towards the end of like how many they literally have at one time going on, mm -hmm. and the funding behind it, where they find the funding, what's happening, um, some of our biggest technology inventions have been from DARPA, period. I mean, they've, I mean, they've literally changed the world. Yeah, they like, really have. Like a yeah. lot of what you look around is from DARPA, period. 100%. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're trying to make the latest and greatest for the military, but also yeah. in the civilian side as well. A lot of military involved, you know, a but there is times, some... A lot of times too. they... They say what they're working on is something that would just help society in general, but also like the deeper reasons are m military. Double yeah. applies to the military. Yeah, yeah completely exactly. agreed. I mean, so. the D in DARPA stands for defense. So if you think that any of this is not military, right? exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. the that's the first letter. So yeah, <laughs> first letter like Orange Sesame Street. Anyway, well, to begin that um, D is for defense. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean I thought it was you. for something else. Um, do you guys want to go into a little history? I mean, I suppose. All right. Well, <laughs> I hate history, Shane. Oh, yeah, I know. You're <laughs> such an avid fucking, you know. Do I? <laughs> As you would. So here's some history of uh, DARPA briefly. Uh, so when the Russians launched Sputnik in orbit in 1957, the United States freaked the fuck out, which we did because we didn't know. Now we're no longer Well, ahead. I mean, you were alive then. What was it like? Shut the fuck up, dude. That's, you're a fucking asshole. You're not too far behind there, fucking guy. I know. That's why it's funny. I know, right? A little bit. I'm feeling that this was a sure sign that we were behind in the space advances. Wait, were you alive in 1957? 
<laughs> You're such an asshole. I literally am just going to shut everything down and limp away. I guess you'd have to be older than my dad. So, yeah. That's that weird. was a legitimate question. So, <laughs> I answered it for myself. Thank you. Continue. I'm sorry. So, so fucking dickish. I'm just saying. Anyway, so it was decided that to create, uh, at the time, they wanted to create NASA, which stemmed from another existing organization that had been kicking around for a little bit since 1950s, actually, or 1915, I'm sorry, uh, called NACA. NACA was a National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. Um, this little-known group worked mainly on rocket planes. So in 1958, NACA was morphed into NASA and was mainly created to make us all feel like we were a step ahead of other countries that were in the thick of the space race during the 50s and early 60s and still now, I guess, in a weird way. Yeah. So. I mean, even though we have to use the Russians to get to the space station. <laughs> Which is an awkward story, but... There's that. So meanwhile, during the same time as this, President Eisenhower created yet another organization that started out to be called ARPA, Advanced Research Projects Agency. And it too changed into what we now know as DARPA, a Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Uh, DARPA worked as a group that was under the umbrella of the U.S. Department of Defense, which we explained briefly. Um, DARPA would be in charge of advanced technology research, not only for civilian use, but to advance military applications as well. So as long as all that is clear as mud, which abbreviations, it just amazes me. Why back does in the everything day. have to have? I don't know. Just, you can't quicker keep your, to say. I mean, I, I, get, I get it, fucking, but like, man, you can't keep your head around everything. No, I can't. Same thing with like we took well Bigelow and Skinwalker Nids and Bass I mean, and Bass, you know, all this Massa, other shit. Like, Whatever, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, President Eisenhower originally funded DARPA with roughly five hundred million dollars, which, in today's standards, calculating inflation, is just mind blowing because it was a lot of money then. It's sure shit a lot of money now. Yeah. Um, however, NASA was created a little after ARPA. So all that money or most of the money went into the funding and it was funneled over to NASA. So from 58 to 65, most of ARPA's research and technology was focused on defense, mainly national issues and, uh, ballistic missile defense, uh, which project names such as project defender and project Villa. Again, who is in charge of fucking project names? That's what I That's want. That's my job. I, I want my job. I want my job to be that. Like, I, want, I know, because I want to name something Project Lap Dance so fucking bad. <laughs> that Project nice. Lap Dance. Project Davenport. Man, what would that so, stand for? See, that's half the battle. I'm trying to figure out what that's That's another episode. For. Let's just... <laughs> but with that being said, ARPA also had other projects up their sleeve right from the beginning. In 1959, they had a big role in the research of transit... Or NAVSAT. And this is when I started to kind of find out about this and it gets interesting. Um, transit would be an early precursor to what we now know as GPS. It didn't end there. The first weather satellite ever was launched by ARPA in 1960. ARPA also had their hands in what we now know as IntraWeb. Uh, but back in them days, it was not the internet. It was called ARPANET, uh, which actually was a packet switching network. Or in another easier terminology, um, this early technology became the building blocks of what the internet would become. So basically, you know, easy data sharing. So amongst. Al Gore was in ARPA? <laughs> yeah, right. I thought about that when I read that. That son of a bitch. I would love to pull the interview where he said, oh, yeah, the internet. I was all behind the internet. I you know, funded that thing. 
1972, ARPA was officially renamed DARPA and research continued until an amendment. And this is kind of, this is shady. And I kind of did some research on this a little bit. It was a bombshell for DARPA. Uh, it was passed in 1973. This amendment was known as a Mansfield amendment that was put forth by Senator Michael Mansfield. And it expressly limited appropriations for defense research through DARPA, which was obviously large dependent on the military for its funds, because it really, a lot of what it did was military backing. And so this uh, amendment kind of took that away, unless they could prove that there was something there. And so it kind of pissed in their chairs a little bit, to be honest with you. And this put a huge cut in the research that was being done. DARPA regrouped and continued on. And in the late 70s, early 80s, had most of the projects directed toward tactical armor or anti-armor, space technology like infrared sensing surveillance, and anti-submarine warfare, which we covered a little bit of that on HARP, where there was some of that with sonar advancing. And they can communicate. Things like that. Easier with that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was there. Uh, albeit some of the technology they evolved in is well odd. So this is kind of when we get into some of the inventions um, as we wrap up their history a little bit. We decided to talk about this organization a little deeper, and this is why. So at any given time, and this is what blows my mind, they have 100 program managers that direct and or are directly responsible for 250 at least active research and development programs on DARPA's website, uh, just for their archive projects alone, there are over 200. And I went through the whole website and looked at them, and yeah, it really catalogs. It's amazing. And that's just stuff that's fucking shelved. Yeah, you know? I do like the transparency that's on there, because when we decided to talk about this, um, I immediately, I'm like, well, let's start there and see where it goes. And go forth. And yeah. so much information just on there. Oh my God. And it's really, yeah. And it is really transparent. I'll be honest with you. Um, I mean, as transparent as they're going to be. And you know, not to throw this out there, but too transparent or transparent where maybe they're so open that there's other things going on behind closed doors with some of the sure. stuff. I, yeah. I don't know. That's why, you know, that's, I don't know. Anyway. Um, we have some quick little uh, research and project developments on just things that they actually are in the middle of or with the continued research. Uh, we're going to play another clip and then we're going to go into some of these things. And we're going to, this is really where it goes into discussing their programs and their projects because this is kind of what blows my mind. Again, mostly military, I think, for the most part. But when they talk about civilian application and everything else, it's another world altogether, I think. Um, the first one, hypersonic research program. So this one actually almost came to fruition, except for a little funding, I think, towards the end that kind of failed. Uh, spacecraft designed to carry passengers, say, for example, from Washington to Tokyo in a two-hour time frame. Uh, this was scrapped. And again, even though it was scrapped, they worked on aerospace design that was all led into. They worked on the materials of what it was going to be made out of. I mean, it really went about 80% the gamut before when, they decided to go. When was this scrapped? Because I know we're still working on hypersonic craft. But it's named something different. This mm, was the original one, and then they gotcha. kind of switched gears. Um, this was scrapped in the early 90s, technically. But then again, not to sound conspiracies, but what is scrapped and what was renamed mm -hmm. to go down another path. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, they actually in 2011 hosted a hundred year starship symposium 
And that mainly was to kind of gain interest into interstellar travel. Look, you know, we're going to go to Mars. We're going to go to these other planets. How do we make that happen? Um, DARPA backed it completely, 100%, you know, in 2011. That's what, you know, eight years ago, almost nine now, once we turn over. Uh, the computer mouse, dumb, but they funded that and it was invented uh, back actually in the 1960s. It wasn't even with, uh, but the application, what it was designed for, and then what we know now is laptops, computers, desktops, it changed a little bit. Um, this is an interesting thing here. And then if you guys have any inventions to throw in after this, by all means, and then we can talk about some of the weaponry because that's what we're kind of getting into. Um, active authentication. Because it's not a natural thing for humans to remember passwords and pins because I fucking can't. I have literally like 20 and I forget half of them. What are they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you steal my identity for no bad reason. You make uh, more money than I do. That's the reason. <laughs> right. So uh, they actually decided to do this. Um, uh, pins protect their identity or to gain access, say, in a computer program. DARPA worked on reading and learning the biometrics of an individual user for authentication. For example, how you hold your mouse, how you look at your laptop, how you key things in. All these are biometrics that they're trying to, okay, because I notice how you're using this, we're going to automatically authenticate you. Is it just me that seems like that's fucking watching everything you do? <clears throat> Not they, that we don't now. Do you have several programs that are about watching everything you do so it kind of makes sense i mean we i was going to get into this once we talk about one of the one of their programs that they had but i mean humans right now we we still we do it now we, we do the work for them okay. and then they just collect the data but i you know everybody's like oh the government is going to put RFID chips in us all so they can track us. Like it's like, no, we're willingly being tracked because we all have a cell phone. We carry a cell phone every single Absolutely. where we go. Yeah. I'm not going to the seven eleven without my cell phone. Isn't that weird? Like so, back in the day you were tied to a phone with a cord in your living room and now Yeah. There's no reason for the government to do some nefarious uh chip program to chip us all because we literally have a cell phone and it's a manual tracking device that we w we carry around with us voluntarily yeah so why i mean why is this too far out i mean maybe it's not it's not at my all. thing is how you look at it or how it reads and if you and again that's a brief little simple of, of what it is but how they said they're going to do it i think and you're 100% right, but when you're talking about every move you make or if you look a certain way or you move a certain way, you have actions, that's just another well, layer of the onion. I and, mean, and once you know all of that information, you can be easily manipulated. Thank you. Like Very one, much so. One, right? once, yep. you, once you know how that person ticks, you know exactly how to manipulate And it. not even like in a coercive type of way like I was – uh, when I was driving home from work, I was listening to uh, NPR, and they were talking about uh, email scams where uh, hack like they'll hack your emails and then they'll impersonate somebody. Like just they'll study your email exchanges is more about businesses, but they do it to individuals as well. And they'll like just like jump into a conversation. Like so, there was a dude who was 
talking to his partner about his business partner about sending some money to him and uh right at that moment they started spoofing being his business partner and gave him different routing number different uh different account number to send the money to and he sent these guys like 50 grand no shit yeah and and yeah. like a couple hours later he texted his business partner like hey did you get the money and he's like what fucking money like <laughs> you stopped replying to my emails yeah. Like, well, and let's be honest, you know, honestly, when you talk about bad guys and all this bullshit, it's just like our security. They're always a step ahead. No matter what we change, what we do, it's a whole thing of a chip card. They're always a step ahead of what we do. So I understand at the same time they're trying to, maybe they're working on the security aspect of it. But to me or a regular layperson that's just doing everyday tasks to try to, I don't know. But I mean, those regular, you know. those regular lay pe- people, like you vote, you have a vote. Right. Supposedly. Well, um, I mean, everything we do, uh, I'm going to get into this, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, save that (laughs) for a little bit further on. Okay. Cause yeah. Yeah. All right. Cause yeah. Tia and stuff. (laughs) Sure. Oh, (laughs) oh, there's that. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit and then we can, uh, we'll backtrack a little bit. Uh, Nimbus was something else they did. Uh, it's still unclear how lightning generates its ionic atmosphere and components and how it ties into the global charging circuit. We covered a little bit about this, again, in Heart. Yeah. Because, you know, yes, lightning is a natural cause. We understand to a certain point. But there's still, like, we know how it come. We know how it's started, how it activates to a certain, but we don't know what, like, the patterns, we what makes it pattern in the it. way. We don't know. And a lot of that, too. Um, so Nimbus was created to have a comprehensive study to understand the lightning process in general. Uh, plasma weapons. Oh okay. my god! They I <laughs> saw something today where they had a like not a project but like a plan to like I think this was in one of the articles you looked up to like set off in the event of a nuclear attack by Russia to set off a bunch of nuclear bombs underneath the country that would like drain the great lakes in like 15 seconds. And that power oh, would be Jesus used to Christ power, a particle beam that would be accelerated through country, through tunnels that were all underneath the country for hundreds of miles that were also created by setting off nuclear bombs that would then like fire a particle beam to stop the fucking missiles. Why do Which I feel there's like 14 steps not needed right sense. there? <laughs> oh no, the Russians crazy. are going to nuke us. Let's nuke ourselves to stop it. Yeah, sink everything. Well, you know, we all know there's tunnels that are all over the United States yeah. and the world. There's so some, there's, there's that. some maniacs that are in charge. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, know, if you, you ever look at the, the like contingency plans, like a lot of them are fucking insane. Which is fucking like even scary just the continuation shit. of government plans. Like they're like, yeah, well, basically we're gonna lock the doors on our safe spots, and uh, everyone else can go ahead and die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just reading Area 51 by Annie Jacobson again. And reading about the nuclear program back in, I think, the 50s or something. Or, no, way earlier than that, actually. Just the the experiments that they did. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? Oh, wait, it blows my fucking mind. You guys are just willing to do that? Like, yeah. And I, I feel like... Yeah, I, and we talked about it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, well, it could possibly light the atmosphere on fire. But we're going to do that's it. a risk I'm we're willing to take. I'm like, pretty sure what? nobody survives that. No. But you're like willing to like see, like you're willing to take a bet. Like, eh, I mean, it could, it might not. Hey, Bill, 50-50, what and do I you mean, think? I mean, thank 
God, it didn't. I mean, I wasn't born unlike you, Shane. You know, so I mean, it wouldn't have affected me anyway. But so, listeners, just so you know, fuck off, both of you. One hundred and forty years old. Yeah, both listeners. I'm I'm a I'm a wizard at this point. So you know, whatever. And no, it just absolutely blows my mind. He's the Highlander. There can only be one Highlander. Shane, (laughs) I don't even have a fucking sword. I don't even know how that can be possible. Oh, you want a sword? I'll get you a sword. I'm sure you will, big boy. I was sit uh, on my lap. We'll talk about the first thing that pops up. Actually, gonna introduce myself as Connor McLeod <laughs> from the Clan McLeod today. That would have been awkward for everybody, but whatever. Um, all right, so we continue. Uh, Ubrain, advanced research in AI tech and how we can integrate it biolo- uh, biologically. So literally, it's a bio thing where. We exist, but we, and I guess in a way we're doing that now with some paraplegics, people that are unfortunate and they use AI to speak through a computer, whatever have you. Well, I mean, DARPA is, is putting chips in people's brains. So the brain is literally controlling your prosthetic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's a, it's not really a bad thing. Pretty fucking cool. It's It's awesome. It's super cool but there's this one guy that's saying that uh you can't really put anything into the brain because it's trying to heal itself right and it can't heal itself when there's something in there it's not like your epidural where like right. or your skin where it, it heals and everything like once you put something in there it's bleeding and it, it can't scab up and it can't yeah well, and, and that whole process also causes damage to the cells that yeah, you, I that mean, it's happening in. He's like, there, there's a shelf life of one to two years, and then once that's done, like, that's fucked. I mean, it's super it cool, but like, well? yeah, like, is it worth it to use a prosthetic arm for two years, or are uh, you? So, and I feel like they could tie that more into like what's left of the nerve structure, mm-hmm. so that it's not in your brain, but it's like when you think, oh, I want to move this, that impulse goes down the nerves, it would go down through. And then, uh, and then that controls the arm. So I think they should be able to do that. For those I'm of you auditioning who, for DARPA right now, for those of you who are listening I mean, to the but, podcast, you can see Josh's arm. He literally made a claw fist and was going through the, the whole claw. motion of. We were afraid of <laughs> the, the claw. But they talk about the same thing in uh, troops. You know where they implant microchips so the troops can integrate with their armor, which is being advanced actually very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. So when you talk about that, that's another thing that's like, where's the boundaries? Like some of these are really good ideas and I get the good ideas. I'm like, okay, we're here to help. But then where's that idea stop? I I think that's my most, that's my big problem, Mm. you know, with some of these things. Well, that's the thing. You get megalomaniacs with all this. They're going to use it for this instead of this. Exactly. That's a problem. I mean, just... Yeah, just reading that, what they were willing to do when they were testing nuclear bombs. Yeah. Ugh. Like, you know Jesus. that no one no one in charge of any of these programs has any uh, caution. Well, like, and you would think that it. we're Let's a little bit happens. smarter than that, but maybe it doesn't sound like that's the case. I think people are power hungry, and they're willing to obviously drain the Great Lakes and could you imagine being on a fishing boat in that fucking thing what's going on well like can you imagine like i mean not that the radiation alone wouldn't make it a fucking moot point but like the environmental impact on those ecosystems christ dude fucking great lakes just disappeared yeah 
Yeah, I, I yeah. Anyway, people, how they think. Um, here's another one too. So they're quantum computing, but they don't call it quantum computing. They call it accelerated computation for efficient scientific simulation. We are a simulization because we're living in a simulation. So. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, active interpretation of disparate alternatives. Uh, I'm just going to read the beginning of this project and then you guys kind of wonder what it might be about. The United States government has an interest in developing and maintaining a strategic understanding of events, situations, and trends around the world in a variety of domains. There you go. So social, I like following every footstep on what social is to find threats, problems, issues, you know. What's that called? So it's called active interpretation of disparate alternatives. So it sounds like... Something I was going to talk about, it sounds like they're just, and this goes to everything that I was thinking, that they're rewording their same uh, investigations yes. or their same uh, projects. Like exactly. they're rewording like shit. Like some things that are archived are now coming back out, but they're this. Or it's like, oh, well, the public doesn't want us working on this, so we're going to continue working on it, and we're going to call it this and give it a different spin. Yeah. We're going to call it Happy mm-hmm. Fun Ball. Everybody likes Happy Fun Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these are projects. And then from here we can go into, there's another clip we want to play just for military application. And then we can run it for what you guys have on your side. Um, I thought this was fun because these are one of those things where I I didn't put a definition on them. I just put a name on them and I can see what the name means. Um, information in a photon. Information in a photon. Very self-explanatory, but could you imagine? I mean, they're doing information in DNA now, like that's technology. Yeah. This is a step further to, I don't know, shoot it across something, you know, photo work and travel. And maybe it's a speedy way of data. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you could communicate, not that you can't communicate pretty instantaneously here in the world now. With, yeah. However, you know, I think but, that steps back in the quantum a little bit. So could yeah. be. Um, integrated cyber analysis system. What's the, uh, acronym for that? ICAS. <laughs> <laughs> nice touch. <laughs> um, you know, again, anything cyber, you know, I don't know. I raised a red flag on some of it, but there's that. Okay. So <laughs> magneto hydrodynamic explosive munition. That sounds like. A pretty weird fucking torpedo. It absolutely is a weird torpedo, and there's more to it. It, um, yeah, that's you kind of summed it up. Uh, narrative networks. What narrative networks? Narrative networks. As you're looking this up. Well, kind of, but they're teaching AI to read the story behind. What's going on? Again, it's um, AI and interpretation, so they can learn That's just as they learning, see things. Maybe. Yeah, why yeah. are we? Why are we so fascinated with robots being smart and having like a conscience? I don't get that, and that scares the shit out of me. It really scares the shit out of me, dude. I could you imagine? Like, why do we need? Why because do we once f- you get to the point where artificial intelligence can make decisions, and their decisions you trust, you can replace people as a workforce. I mean, I get that, but that point, but that that, there's so much more beyond, there's a plethora of things beyond just making it more economical. I mean, 
really you're looking at you make somebody something think advanced there's i you know i, I it just it, it's a pandora's box i feel um some of the other ones i'm going to ravel off real quick and then we'll go from there uh visual media reasoning which ideas on that visual media reasoning um you look at something and then you reason with it i don't know well, it's back to AI. <laughs> nice try, though. Uh, advanced plant technology, where literally they're, they're bioengineering plants to, um, which just isn't necessarily a bad thing, I guess, but it it's not good when you look at, when you talk about droughts and the weather system and we're changing and you know everything else. Um, they're inventing plants that literally will survive off like zero to no water, but still be crops, still be sustainable. Well, yeah, it's a good thing, but I wonder what kind of nutrition would be in there. That's because if they're not being fed nutrition from the earth, like how can you get it? Is it going to be like a piece of kale that has zero nutritional value because it's just like it's a science experiment. It's not coming from the soil. hundred percent with you. You know, I mean, you got to get something to give something. Exactly. A couple other ones here to just uh, throw it out there. And and again, listeners, you know, if you (laughs) look these things up, they're on there. Um, Aerial Dragnet is one. Maybe I just threw that in there because I like the movie Dragnet. I don't know. Artificial social intelligence for successful teams. Teens or teams? Teams. Oh. And this literally is uh, another AI to organize companies and they are actively working on that and assured uh autonomy so what is that well assured autonomy yeah skynet in a way they don't say that but in a way yeah Um, i mean obviously darpa has invented things that we can't live our day-to-day without but you know there's some yeah, nefari- like Al Gore's internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But I mean, you know that there's some nefarious shit going on where especially I mean defense. You're trying to kill Well, yeah, that's you're exactly. literally trying to kill your enemy. Yeah. So wouldn't you're trying to kill your enemy in the most effective way possible. Well, and with that being said too, we'll play or manipulate. Quick, yeah, we'll play a quick clip about the military defense so that we can go because I think that's a lot of what, yeah, there's a lot of civilian things in there. We can kind of banter a little bit towards him, but um, the military involvement, yeah, crazy. So this is actually a DARPA spokesperson speaking about that. Challenge and what we should be most afraid of when we hear reports about China testing uh, hypersonic vehicles is what is their capacity to innovate vis-a-vis our capacity to innovate. How invested are we in really taking advantage of any new scientific breakthroughs that come and then turning those into military applications as quickly as possible? So I guess one of the reasons that, uh, you know, I specifically push you guys into DARPA is to cover this is because of that. I mean, yes, they are, they've been on the cusp of all technology going on, but really they started with, again, Eisenhower, NASA, the scare, space race. You know, mm-hmm. this is, we need somebody, okay, we're going to have NASA do this out in space, but you guys are going to supplement it here. And this is what you want to develop on this side. And it's grown into what it is. I mean, literally thousands of different projects that are on their website that either is number one, archived, number two, changed and reinvented, number three, still active. Uh, 
You know? I mean, I think their annual budget is $3 billion, and it has been for the past, uh, like, 14, 14 years. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Well, when they – so in the history section we talked about, we talked about um, in the 73, 74, 80s era, and they – basically they had that amendment that got passed. A lot of their – not a lot, but a good chunk of – they relied on colleges and universities kind of on the side to go, okay – we want you guys to help develop this or do this technology. We're going to give you a little bit of reimbursement, and then you're going to throw it back our way. And they survived on that for like 20-something years. Like, they still do a lot. No, they have yeah. like 200 actual employees and like 1,000 or 2,000 contractors. Mm-hmm. And then like they're – but the people that work for them through all these programs that are farmed out to universities is in the tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah. which, which is mind-boggling. on DARPA projects. So you think about that thousands. in that big of a capacity – controlling all these little things or having all these things come down the pipeline. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's, yes. Yes, it is. You know, what would be crazy <laughs> is if we paused to roll Gareth talking about our socials. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? contemplate the other side of reality do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense well look no further than strange uncles find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801 252 6945 open the gates military the military the military i was in the military but boy it just blows my proverbial mind mm-hmm. well i mean you got to stay one step ahead of your adversaries and i get unfortunately, it fortunately that's the real life i mean it's just access and allies constantly you know yeah. yeah um one one invention that darpa did was called uh the urban photonic sand table display which is super uh, cool, kind of. <laughs> Whoa, what? Uh, oh, I heard about this. It was developed for the battlefield specifically for mission planning scenarios. The sand table presents the military with a large format interactive 3D display, much like you see Tom Cruise in uh, the Minority Report. Don't say Tom Cruise. Well, hey, man. He's, he's, he's a classic <laughs> he's, he's out there. <laughs> uh, it uses an advanced 3D holographic technology to dynamically create a large, up to six feet diagonal, full color, fully 360 degree display of any terrain in real time. And the display can be viewed by up to 20 people without the use of special glasses. The, wow. Yeah. The image itself is interactive, allowing for full manipulation, such as freezing, rotation, and zooming, and enables a visual depth capability of 12 inches. Which is really awesome considering commercial 3D technology provides only three or four inches of depth under ideal lighting conditions. Almost like a fish finder on a boat. That's impressive. No, it's like uh, there was a Key and Peel sketch where they were like trying to plan a mission where they were looking at something like that. I don't know. It was pretty funny. I never saw it, but I, <laughs> I love Key and Peel, so I imagine it was pretty good. Uh, troops can also get a 2D print out of the display to use as a hard copy uh, mission maps. That's that's kind of fucking cool, cool, actually. Yeah. 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 Mm, wow. 
Yeah, so I mean, I just imagine if anybody has ever seen Minority Report and you're pulling up these screens and you can do this and that. And like Iron Man. Manipulate I picture them. Iron Man. You know, doing the same thing. I, you know what? And I'm all for that. I mean, yes, war is not necessarily the. Again, I'm a pacifist, but war I get sucks. That but we we've been at war as thousands a, as of a, years as a human race since yeah. humans have been around. Yeah, Native that we Americans don't know war, any different yeah, ever since yeah. we touched the monolith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh nice. nice. That's yeah. There you go. <laughs> I need to go watch that movie again. Uh-huh. Um, another invention DARPA can take credit for is internet anonymity. Oh. Uh, since DARPA is a government agency, this one makes sense that they would try and figure out anonymity on the internet. And I'm talking about TOR, T-O-R. Uh, is this like using the dark web to keep things hidden from the general public? Essentially, I think it's a really good easy i think that's the easy like way a, to get on the dark okay. dark web or whatever um the core principle behind tor namely onion rooting was originally funded by the uh, united states office of naval research in 1995 and the development of the technology was helped along by darpa in 1997 three years later the tor network emerged as a direct result of the earlier darpa funded work an onion network involves adding a layer of encryption for each router node along the path that your data travels. Each encryption layer being peeled back one at a time by routers along the way. Each router unpeels a single layer to get instructions on where to send the data packets next, but can't see where the data packets have come from. None of these nodes knows the origin of those packets, nor the ultimate destination, nor does it have access to the contents of your data transfer. And, well, that's going to be hacked. Yeah, I mean, you know, but right now it's, you know, I mean, while I see importance of anonymity and privacy on the internet, like I see the other side. Yeah, journalists is a big one. When, yeah, when you have a a like journalists are all over, like we all we always think of the dark web and things like that as being evil, but actually, journalists are a big one that use that heavily. Right, like if they're investigating like organized crime or mm-hmm. yeah, corruption, right, exactly. or they're keeping everything, yeah. But I mean, conflict zone. But also, it's dangerous as well. You know, I'm sure Jeffrey Epstein and his pedophile ring <laughs> loves the anonymity, anonymity uh, on yeah. the internet. So, which is fucking sad. But yeah, there's the other side to that, and that's what it is. Yeah. So interesting. Mm. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, it's very important, but also, you know, you get it in the wrong hands and it's the worst thing. Well, ever. and I think that's like anything too, you know, you have something that's supposed to do better by society. There's always somebody on the flip side of that. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it never changes. I mean, in that Atlantic article that you sent us, uh, John, like one of the guys that he interviews uh, from DARPA says, Basically, like in a moment of, I think he's like not making a joke, but he is like, I mean, you can weaponize anything, right? Right. Yeah. 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 But that's not funny. I mean, he's right. But that's not funny. It's not, but you can weaponize pretty much anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, uh, 
one of the projects that DARPA was working on that really kind of stood out to me and we're going back on um, being tracked and your entire life being logged. Um, so they were working on a project called LifeLog. And LifeLog was a DARPA project that had the ambitious effort to build a database tracking a person's entire existence. LifeLog aimed to gather in a single place just about everything an individual says, sees, or does. Phone calls made, the TV shows watched, the magazines read, the plane tickets bought, the emails sent and received. Out of the seemingly endless ocean of information, computer scientists would plot distinctive routes in the data, mapping relationships, memories, events, and experiences. This is a problem with being smart. Because this is an algorithm and that just like life in life mm-hmm. is an algorithm. It really is how we do things. Well, this, but when you put it into a number factor, it's fucking scary. This reminds me of, uh, Captain America, the winter soldier of, of Dr. So algorithm. That's going to identify enemies of what they're trying to do and scratch them out of existence a few million at a time mm-hmm. from these. Yeah fucking huge fucking databases yeah Yeah, it it would have a near perfect diary of literally everything you have ever done breaking your life up into episodes well i'm fucked yeah so there's a conspiracy that as soon lifelog ended right as facebook launched oh and that's 100% 100% true. Like some people say that it did it on the same day, but I think LifeLog ended in January and Facebook launched uh, a couple months after that. I think, but uh, there's no uh, way Zuckerberg was fucking wired, even, right? Wired broke right. the news that LifeLog had been canceled oh, the same maybe. day that yeah. Facebook launched, but. Uh, it actually had been canceled like a few weeks just, or a month before. Yeah, it was like a couple months before. But I mean, people have just been willingly giving up all their personal information and data without even a care in the world and not thinking twice about what or who could possibly be looking at it. Well, have you ever made it through the terms and conditions of anything? Never once in my Thank entire you. life. Thank you. But I haven't, if I want to yeah. do something, I have to click I agree. Allow. Or allow. I can't do yeah. it. So I'm like, well... Yeah, I, I guess I agree, but I have no fucking clue what that's saying. Exactly. Well, and then you think about this. So look at the timeline. Facebook was started when? You know, late 2004. 90s? 2004. Okay, 2004. So 2004, when maybe we really didn't think about these things. No, I mean. Of the tracking, because, you know, the internet is fairly new. Yeah. Jesus, Napster's still fucking around in that time frame. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden you have. Facebook and, I mean, you know, we're we're doing the work for them. All they have to do is collect it. Like they don't yep. they don't have to do anything. They just have to collect all our stuff. Yeah, all our data. Uh, Cambridge Analytica used millions of Americans' data and in, to influence the 2016 election. Uh, they had practiced meddling in other smaller Democratic countries' elections before going, you know, quote unquote, big time in the United States and England when they decided. And so they had a major role in Brexit. Yeah. Of course they did. It was, it was a lot of the same shit that they did in, uh, over here in the presidential campaign. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like just basically like pushing things that were trying to sway opinion against 
the outcome they well didn't and want. and and that's the thing is your data is mined they have my data they have your data your data and they know how to advertise what they need to in order for you to make a decision. And I, and I get so fucking frustrated because that's, they know that that's the game. They know that that we're just individuals walking around, you know, and uh, again, you know, do you read your agreements? No, you don't. Do you read, you know, allow, will you allow this to do this on your phone or whatever app you put on there? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was news, what, two or three weeks ago of an app that, um, Absolutely, it has like it gathers information in the background. It gathers your bites, yeah. And and it's a popular app, and nobody even thought about it. And all of a sudden, now it's a viral thing. And delete it, delete it, delete it. No. So yeah. the the majority of all that data was mined by Cambridge Analytica. Was found right on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. And I mean, that's a whole other topic that we can get into it in, in another time. Um, LifeLog is said to have been canceled in 2004 after pressure from civil lib- libertarians argued that LifeLog could become the ultimate tool for profiling potential enemies of the state. Um, I don't think that this program just ended as easily as that. No. There, there's no, That's um, when I was this, talking earlier about archived. Yeah. this. I mean, the technology yeah. is too useful to the powers that be, and it wouldn't surprise me if this project continued its research in some form of like black or classified project within the government. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I hate to be that guy, but I, and that's where, we're, that's where I'm getting conspiratorial is because, you know, I, I, I don't want to believe in all conspiracies. I don't want to believe, not that I don't want to believe that harp is doing that. I just can't believe that because all of, all of the evidence doesn't, so to that. So that's different. And that's something well, that's why and, we decided to tie these two things together because there is a difference there. There's a difference between Harp has things laid out transparent what and again whether manipulation I'm still not saying Harp is doing that, but that's the only tiny little caveat that I'm like, "Hey, you know, I'm not too sure." Yeah. But how it's designed, DARPA is something totally different. You have things that can potentially, like, no, okay, maybe they didn't go to this boundary, but they already have something in a project, a research that gets to this point. Who's to say that that can't overstep into another realm? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's very easy. And for me, it's the exact opposite. Like, they're, like Harp it wasn't intentionally secretive. They just didn't feel like they needed to like be like, hey, we're not fucking with the weather. Um, whereas like DARPA straight up tells you like, this is what we're doing. Like this is not a class. Well, at the time was not a classified project. Like they're, mm. they're not hiding what they're doing. They're, I get it. But I, you but know, also, are they also, hiding behind nomenclatures? That's the thing. But I mean, that's, that's what we, that's what they're telling us they're working on. Like, why would they let us know super classified information? Like, China and Russia, they don't need to know what we're working on. I mean, okay, right, Jesus but, Christ, let's fucking revisit for a title. Active interpretation of disparate alternatives. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. I mean, when you think about a research project. I mean, so, that, that's my... I mean, yeah, that's just why I don't think LifeLog... LifeLog may be being used in a different... It, it may have a different acronym or a different name. Uh, or it's just completely black, and we have no idea Again, about it. Let's go back but, to I mean, the very we have, beginning. We have Cambridge Analytica, which has been ousted as stealing right. all of our data. Right, and 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 it has been yeah, proven that that surveys. happened. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so, so I know that LifeLog was was canceled in 2004, but I don't think a reiteration of that ever stopped. Or there, there is something. Well, and and, and not just with DARPA, but like with all of research in general that the government and especially the military does like it gets to a certain point where they say the project's terminated because they found something and now they want to make it classified and they want to take right. it into the black budget world and they're just like i mean there's, oh no we stopped doing that there's too much in the open th- that there's that's, too much there's too much uh it's too much of a gold mine to just stop looking at all of our data because there's a book written by a man by the name of, and I'm going to butcher this, and I'm sorry, but uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. It's 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 a it's a Russian name. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Russians. It, but it's uh it's called Between Two Ages: America's Role in the Technotronic Era, and in it he states what I fear has already come to fruition, and he quotes. Soon it will be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. When was that written? I think like 1970. So (laughs) these files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. In the technotronic society, the trend would seem to be towards the aggregation of the individual support of millions of uncoordinated citizens easily within the reach of magnetic and attractive personalities exploiting the latest communication techniques to manipulate emotions and control reason. Uh, it's very Orwellian, and it's funny. To, very 1984-ish. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny to think that we have free will in our own individual thoughts, but once someone can get a hold of our personal data, what we click on, what we like, the things we purchase, and so on, we're easily manipulated. Uh, what we think are our own personal ideas and thoughts are actually a very clever algorithm that has been created to push us in one direction or the other. All of a sudden, our own personal thoughts have been hijacked. I'm I'm fucking scared right now. I'm like, <laughs> when well, you really think about that, you lay that out. That's like, goddamn. And they had another like, program running too that was total information awareness that kind of like dovetails with that and uh, LifeLog. It's just crazy to think like you think you are thinking of this. You think this is your own idea. You think this is your own thought that you created out of nowhere. You created it in your brain, but, but you somebody didn't. put it on a menu. Some that's yeah. the fucking problem. Well, and again, let's go back into a little bit of history. The same thing. Well, NASA was NACA and ARPA was DARPA it is always morphed. Everything has morphed. It always grows and changes into what it is. Who's to say it's the same thing now? I mean, obviously, it's the same thing. Whether it's one project yeah. that changed a name to change this, like Josh was saying, they discovered this, now they're going to blackball it down here. However, sorry, history repeats itself. Absolutely. And I mean, it just sounds like, I'm not saying that Cambridge Analytica has anything to do with DARPA and uh, no, but it's good LifeLog, but a good I example. mean, they're kind of doing the same exact thing in right. data collecting. Right. Do you guys want to see the logo for uh, Total Information Awareness Office? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've. I, I mean, like 
That what the fuck? Is... There's a pyramid in there, like, dude. They, they've got to <laughs> so be fucking, fucking a little tongue in cheek with this, right? But uh, like, so you should post that on Instagram. But what what Josh is showing us is the pyramid with the all seeing eye, and it's it has focused a, at Earth. It has a beam over the entire globe. Yeah, uh, and for all you freaks, it is a globe. <laughs> yeah, it's not a disc that you throw in the UFO. <laughs> I no, saw a gift the other day is. that had all the planets lined up, by the way. And then Earth And was then just here's flat. Earth flat, and it says, well, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, I think I saw that today, actually. It's the back of a turtle shooting upward in space. Oh, Jesus Christ. With a glass dome on top. <sighs> well, <laughs> in all jokes aside, it is fucking scary. I, in I mean, a way, it's scary. And you know what? We're all sitting here at the table on this podcast, on this episode, talking about this. We're all to blame. Like we are just as guilty. Oh, one hundred. Because of how we're just you know we're I mean, in the I same was on, I was on Facebook today, and I was on Facebook yep. yesterday. Yep. And I've bought things that have been marketed directly. Amazon to me. is my favorite fucking friend Absolutely. because you know I mean so and, well, and they know for, and They're from everything you everybody else. everything you've clicked right. on everything right. you've done right. that's why you're getting that specific. There's an algorithm to market to you the specific thing that they know you want. Exactly. And the same thing with Google, my homepage. Oh, cool. I never saw this news article. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's my shit. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, I have like YouTube videos about UFOs and the NBA. <laughs> and well, that's weird. <laughs> Mine's penises and rabbits. But yeah. Yeah, our, teach your own. Shane, we're recording. Our oh, beloved Utah sorry. Jazz. <laughs> Even their app, like if you turn on the keyboard that now through the last update is available to like put like bitchin' Utah Jazz logos in your fucking text messages and shit. Uh, even that like is backgrounding your location and your data and shit. Mm. Yeah. Well, most apps are the same. Yeah, exactly. Allowed back. You know, and and so just to kind of wrap up a little bit, I, I, I'm not saying this is like DARPA doing this directly, but this is obviously research that DARPA has done mm-hmm. that they've been directly involved in. They, they've had algorithms, everything else has been there. This is stemmed from DARPA, really. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we have, whether it's hand, you know, hand sensor technology, microwaves for fuck's sake, internet, all this is the military applications. Yeah, GPS. All this, GPS, all this was DARPA. This was all DARPA. Yeah, the reason I know how to get from Salt Lake City to the Marquee Theater in Denver. Yeah, is because of Napsat, which was. Yeah. There you go. Because of, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think DARPA's all bad, but. I don't think so with, either, but I, I think they opened the Pandora's box first on a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of it's running rapid. Well, but, I mean, one, one theme that they keep coming back to in that Art Atlantic article that you sent us, John, was uh, that they always just kind of say, like, we come up with the technology. We're not responsible for how people use it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And that's, that's like, I invented a fucking I mean, gun, but that, I'm not I mean, responsible yeah. for That goes back to internet anonymity is you have your journalist that's protecting their sources, and so they're communicating that way. Of course. In the dark web. And then you have Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, and I'm sure Bill Clinton and all that whole rabbit hole of you know. By the way, if anybody with Epstein too. If anybody writes us to say cover Epstein, 
I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to cover <laughs> up shit, but you know, piece of shit. But you know, we'll say, hey, how much money do you have? You know, when we get Patreon started. We'll see what you donate. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so that was DARPA. Um, by all means, you know, if you guys have anything to add, uh, you can write us at strangejunglesgmail.com. Um, just very interesting. And again, we wanted to tie this with Heart because it, you know, Heart was kind of, I guess, the tip of the iceberg, which you know, and legitimately. Harp, okay, maybe this is what it is. But then when you, DARPA was, they had funding in Harp way back when. Yeah, like looking into Harp, you see that DARPA was a a big part with the Navy and whoever else. I'm tired. But um, <laughs> they they had a big part in getting it off the ground and getting the project going. Absolutely. And then you look Absolutely. into the other stuff that they do and it's like, mm, yeah, weird. Wondering. And again, for those of you who uh, just go on the DARPA website, I mean, it's really, like we said, it's very laid out, very transparent. You can go in archives, you can go into what's, you can go there about us, their history. It, it's right there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you read some of these things, eh, let us know if you kind of have a little bit of a, a twinge because I did, you know? Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, do you guys have anything else to add? Um, Just go jazz. I mean, that's, <laughs> yep. that's it. The They're music. playing right now. We don't know the score. I'm oh, nervous. sorry, guys. Damn go, it. Go Utah jazz. Um, and if you don't like the jazz, you're a fool. Yes. Also, uh, <laughs> I want to work for I, DARPA. I, I mean, they've crushed my dreams oh, that'd be awesome. of a socialist utopia where everyone looks out for each other. So, uh, as long as that's been destroyed by a life log, uh, I'd rather be the one whose boots on someone else's throat than the Ain't one no shit with the boot that. on my throat. So you're on the higher end. DARPA, uh-huh. hire me. And if you don't like uh, the Utah Jazz, just contact us and fight me. Okay. <laughs> I will verbally beat you <laughs> about Cash John outside. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms. You can find our social media too. Um, you know, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, everything else. Um, you can write us and you can find our website, mystrangejungles.com. Uh, give us ideas. You know, we're at least like four out, but by all means, our doors are open. We yeah. are but three meager men. So that's right. Ideas are helpful sometimes. That is right. So, anyway, um, everybody, close the gates. Close the gates. Wait, don't. Oh, no.